AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tomorrow's Monsters is a production of iHeartRadio, Flynn Picture Company, Psychopia Pictures, and Upper Room Productions. Inmate is Michael Corbin, right? Michael Corbin, yeah. Yeah. How do you want to pay? The bond went already transferred the money. To the city or to Open County Sheriff's no, Office? No, no, to the Sheriff's Office, I know. Uh, you can wait outside. They're bringing him down now. That's when it all started. Michael had been arrested a few times before, usually just for public drunkenness. The cops always went soft on Michael because he was a vet. He'd served the country. This time it was worse. He was charged with gross negligence and discharging a firearm in public. Luckily, he came to his senses and dropped the gun before the cops took him out. I felt helpless and I felt exhausted. The feeling that time was running out. That the next call would be from... From the morgue. I couldn't bail him out anymore. Something had to change. He stepped out of the cinder block jailhouse and looked around sheepishly. Couldn't stand the sight of him. Michael. Over here, now. Fuck me. Lifesaver, man. I thought I'd never get out of there, you know? God, this guy kept telling these bum-ass jokes, yo. 
What happened? Look, look, look. This guy walks into a bar, right? Orders two drinks. Michael, this is not so, the time So the bartender says, why the two beers? Michael. Right? Right? So, so the guy says, I've got a brother that's stationed in Damascus, and each night we, we order two drinks so that we can still drink what together. What are you talking about me? It's a joke, bro. I promise you, you'll love it. Just, I don't want to hear a right? joke, Michael. E each night, two drinks, one for him, one for his brother. Un until Not right until, now, man. Until one night, the guy walks in and he only orders one beer. Right? So the bartender gets quiet. And? And he says, oh, man, bro, I'm sorry for your loss. Drinks are the house. So the guy says, no, 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 my, my brother's fine. I just quit drinking. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I've got one. I've got one. Um, I've got one. Guy gets a call from his brother who's locked up in jail. And his brother has to borrow 25k to bail his ass out at three in the morning. Oh, you're silent now, yeah? It's not funny. It's not a joke, man. Oh, oh okay, Michael. man. All right, all right. I, I messed up. I was just, you know, I was... Just what? What the hell were you I, I, doing? I was just killing rats, right? I was just killing rats. But with, with a gun? Bro, I wasn't hurting anybody. Right? I used to do it all the time in the desert. Target practice on the rest. Okay, man, I, I know it was stupid, but God, man, sometimes I forget I can't do shit here, man. Are you still going to those VA meetings? <sighs> Jack, come on, man. That place is useless. Oh, Michael, Michael, what are you talking what? about? What? You what? obviously what? need help. They have programs to help you readjust. They have doctors. You should be covered. No. You should go down no. there and sort no. yourself out, man. No, man. There's no appointments, Jack. None. But what are you talking okay. about? What are you talking about? At the VA hospital? Jack, they, they, can't, they can't help me. Well, then what the hell are you going to do? Where are you going to go? <laughs> You're ridiculous. What about mum? Can you go back home for a while? Look, I was, I was thinking, all right? Look, just hear me out, man. Just, just hear me out, all right? This is this guy I know. This, a buddy of mine named David. He, um, can you tell me about this, this, this thing, this, 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 this program? I, I don't know. What program? So, so it pays like 2K a week for like six weeks, all right? Free food, nice room, to some doctors, medical evals, and they, they even have a shrink. And, and, and they're specifically looking for um, combat trained veterans. Mm -hmm. So, like a program for treating PTSD? No, it's a, it's a clinical trial, right? For some, for some research on some new drug. I, I, I don't know. New drug? Look, here. NexCorp. FDA approved phase two protocol designs after a rigorous special assessment. Mate, what, what is this, Michael? I don't know. It could be good. It'll get me off the street for a while. Look, look, look at this part right here. Goal is to develop a mind application using thoughtware-based nanotechnology to regulate hormones and reverse the effects of mental fatigue and stress-related sleep deprivation. Um, it's a controlled environment, right? Maybe help me stabilize my thoughts. Phase two includes human trials with specific sample groups such as patients diagnosed with PTSD or suffering from psychological and emotional damage caused by sexual assault or Violent crime and, and other traumas. So, what, what, what do you think? Why are you asking me, man? Come on, Jack. You know this stuff, right? You're a bioengineer, ain't you? So, so, so what do you think? Yeah, man, look, I think 
It's green. What? Yeah. It's like you said, this could be good. It's a controlled environment. This is, this is great for you, man. It was a lie. I knew the next court clinical trials were a bad idea. I knew they were going to use Michael as a guinea pig. So under normal circumstances, I'd have told Michael to stay the hell away. I would have told him that the only thing crazier than doing target practice on rats in an alleyway in downtown Oakland in broad daylight was volunteering his brain to some Silicon Valley startup so they could load it up with nanites and keep him awake indefinitely. But right then I couldn't think of anything better for me than Michael being someone else's problem. Why don't you stay at my place tonight? I'll drive you to the trial in the morning. Michael? Huh? My place tonight? <sighs> Michael. Yeah, yeah, no, um... Yeah, man, uh, that's, yeah, that's cool. Good. The next morning, I drove Michael to the trial. It was the last time I saw him alive. Inside of a massive machine, clockwork in constant motion around me. Other times it feels like my brother is here too. You want me to tell you a joke? Like his ghost is along for the ride on this journey across America. <laughs> I imagine him in the back seat, telling one of his bad jokes. Our grief is like a curse. Your brain glitches against the cognitive absence. The missing information, a loved one no longer present. And your brain compensates. Fills the void with patterns. I know these are hallucinations. But it's getting harder to dismiss them as such. When I was a kid, I split my time between England and the States. Mum wanted to keep me in secondary school back in the UK, so I lived with my grandparents. And I would visit Mum and Michael on holiday. Michael and I had different fathers. Both of them were mostly absent from our lives, but my father would at least keep in touch and make an appearance a few times a year. That's not much, but it's not nothing. You see, I, I knew my father loved me, even if he was ill-equipped to be a full-time parent. Well, Michael's father was different than me. He had a series of shit jobs that he'd lose with an almost comical regularity. I guess in that way he was dependable. Well, he lived with us for a few years before my mother divorced him, which took far too long. Michael was only three. After that, he would take Michael every other weekend for a few more years until Michael turned six. His dad took him camping for his birthday. And on the morning of their second day in the woods, Michael woke up alone in his tent. 
He waited for his dad to come back. Waited all day and all night. His dad never came. Eventually, Michael hiked back to the road, scared and alone. But his dad's car was gone. Michael never saw his father again. You know, I think um, it's quite clear that Michael blamed himself. I think he grew up thinking something was wrong with him, that he was unlovable. Unfortunately for Michael, I was the next best option for a male role model. But you know what? I'm trash. I couldn't help but exploit his weaknesses. It was a lifelong pattern and it made for a dangerous relationship. You know, my mom used to scream at me. Are you trying to kill your brother? Maybe I was. This is one of the last recordings of him. Of Michael. How are you feeling? All right. Sleep all right? Yeah, definitely. Whatever you gave me knocked me out. And these cots, they remind me of the army. Um, base camp. I learned how to turn it all off over there, so, you know. I'm going to administer your first dose. This is from the trial. It doesn't hurt, but you might feel a little... It's a video of Michael getting his first dose of shy. Say so, Doc. Three months later. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. He was dead. Friday, March 15, 0800 hours. Test subject 005A, Michael Corbin. The other person that you hear in this video is Dr. Abby Reynolds. Here's exposure number one. 62.5 PRF. Five seconds. Eyes forward. Deep breath. I went to see her. Four days ago. And three, two, and... It's January 4th, 10 a.m. I just arrived at the Samaritan house. A free clinic north of the sea. The address was on the envelope Max gave me. The one that he instructed me to deliver to Dr. Abby Reynolds. The one that had a check inside him for $200,000 made out to her. Maybe I can get some answers out of her. Let's see how this goes. Yeah, I'm looking for Dr. Abby Reynolds. Regarding? That was personal. Have a seat. I'll let her know. I took a seat in the crowded waiting room. The room was packed. Mothers with sick children, people sniffling and bleeding. And I have to admit, through the way my head was pounding, I felt right at home. I tried to focus on the window, the world outside. And that's the first time I saw it. The gray van. An old, gas-powered Ford. Tinted windows. Maybe it used to be blue or green, but... Is it gonna paint and fade into a dull gray? This van kept circling the parking lot outside the clinic. It slowed down each time it passed by. That's how I knew the migraine was coming next. I've suffered severe migraines since I was a boy. The triggers are all different. Lack of sleep, poor diet, staring at a screen for too long, anxiety. I saw multiple doctors, but none of them had any clue. And I realized that if I wanted to find out what was wrong with my head, I would have to diagnose myself. Hack my own brain. That's what led me to bioengineering and neuroscience. 
Eventually, I discovered there were others like me that I have a rare neurological syndrome that causes hallucinations, sensory distortion, and panic attacks. Every time is different, except for one symptom. I call it the replay. And when this replay happens, I experience repeating patterns. Now, it's not deja vu. It's more like a fever dream. Like I'm stuck in a loop, suspended in the moment of time. Perhaps I'll see a dog almost getting run over by the same car three times in a row. Or I'll distinctly recall finding my lost keys in the laundry room. Right before I find my lost keys in the laundry room. In this case, it was a grey van that I just kept passing by outside of the window next to where I was sitting. Can I help you? Dr. Reynolds? Yes. If Dr. Reynolds heard my British accent, if she knew who I really was, there's no way in hell she'd ever talk to me. You work for Max Fuller, correct? So I had to convince her that I was someone else. No, not anymore. Someone with more authority. Are you still receiving payments from MexCorp? Or is that hush money? Who are you? We're investigating MexCorp. So you're... Violations of the code of conduct and for <laughs> other safety concerns. What what concerns? The human trials, Dr. Reynolds. Specifically the use of deep brain stems, lack of post-trial therapies, or those violence. were offered to the subjects. Look, I, I need to see some I need to see some ideas. False reporting, the omission of critical data from the previous round of animal testing, presumably so that Max Fuller could greenlight human trials in the first place. And that would be where you come in, Dr. Reynolds. I need to see credentials. Martin Bowman, HEA. I work with Nick Beatty. And we know about the rats, Dr. Reynolds. People are always more compliant in person. It's also useful to drop real names. Martin Bowman and Nick Beatty were real. Beatty was the head of the HEA, the Human Enhancement Administration. I had Abby's undivided attention. Now all I had to do was offer her a way out. Dr. Reynolds, this doesn't have to get ugly. Now, you wanted to do the right thing. We know that. But I definitely need your compliance if I'm to continue with you in good faith. And we need you to help piece some things together. Put an end to all this before anyone else gets hurt. Give me an hour. My lunch break, there's a diner a mile up the road. We can talk there. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Okay. January 4th, 11.55. Dr. Abby Reynolds has agreed to meet me at this diner down the street from the clinic where she works. She's 25 minutes late, and... That's weird. The fan is this same grey fan with the tinted windows. I swear. It's the same one I saw at the clinic. I think I'm being followed. I know I'm being paranoid, but... But why wouldn't I be? And here comes Dr. Abby Reynolds. Good timing. I was about to leave. Nice place. Rustic. Can I get you anything, miss? Oh. Coffee? You should try the strawberry rhubarb pie. It's great. No. No, thank you. Okay. What specifically do you want to know? Well, we need to know what happened with the shut-eye product between the animal testing and the human trials. It... It had been the most promising advance any of us had seen up to that point. After a shitty few months. 
We couldn't find the right mix to make it do what we needed it to do. And what did you need it to do? Work. We needed for Shuddai to keep its subjects awake and alert without any notable side effects. The first couple of rounds of trials, nothing. I mean, nothing except a bunch of lab rats with heart palpitations. Finn and Max were beside themselves. We argued about whether to even bother with a fourth trial, but Finn insisted. Finn Conley? Yes, he's Next Corp's lead engineer. And? And it worked. Max and Finn made an upgrade to the nanite sequencing, and it worked like a charm. At first. What happened next? It was... disturbing. Enlisting? The rats became agitated. They began repeating these odd behavior patterns. Some running in circles, others moving incessantly from one side of the cage to the other. Some gnawed at the cage lining until their teeth broke. Then one of the rats, the one we called Algernon, he was the alpha. He just sat there, staring into space for hours until he snapped. Snapped? I came in that morning and realized some of the animals had chewed their own paws and tails off. Blood everywhere. And then, Algernon, he was still sitting there, motionless, staring at his own reflection. And I opened the blinds. As soon as the daylight hit the cage, Algernon started charging the glass slamming his head into it repeatedly, attacking his own reflection. Everything eroded quickly after that. They began attacking each other. I am terminating this round of testing. Eating each other. This is uh, alive. I've never seen anything like this. That was at 240 hours without sleep. We euthanized them, discarded the remains, and then we had the meeting. Finn was pretty horrified, too, but wasn't as concerned about the broader implications. He thought that there was enough there to continue on. Maybe tweak the product and begin new trials, buy new rats. I think he was under extreme pressure. I think Max and Finn had been funneling their own money into this phase, and they were underwater. So Finn was optimistic by default... Maybe move on to chimpanzees, something closer to humans anatomically, he said. And what about Dr. Berkeley? What does she have to say about all this? Cass? She agreed that we needed a more complex subject. Something about a cognitive line that rodents couldn't cross, but that humans could. So sleep disruption caused different issues in rodents than it did in humans. Everyone had their theories. I was against it. I told them so. I told them it was cruel. What about Max? I think I actually had Finn seeing my point of view before Max stepped in. And he convinced the team to do another trial? Yes. He said that he thought we were ready. For chimps? Humans. Humans. After what happened with the rats? He said that we would hedge our bets. 
play it safe, that, that we wouldn't go anywhere near the threshold that we'd taken the rats. 300 hours what? was too much. We all knew it. He said this? We had made a breakthrough. It was so big, and after we'd worked so hard, we were so close. But there was something else going on with Max. What? He was... different. His face, his voice. What do you mean, like a side of him you'd never seen? No, no, it was physical. Primal. His pupils were dilated, his... His eyes were like black holes. The way he looked at me, he had this... Almost a smile? A hideous kind of smile on his face. It wasn't Max. I'm not following. Or did he do something? Threaten you? No. But I was... scared. Of what he might do. Okay, he scared you or implied some threat, sure. But that doesn't change the fact that you went along. You no, I didn't. conducted human trials knowing what could happen. I made Finn swear that he wouldn't take things as far. Finn swore to me. No, no, you swore. You swore to Dr. Reynolds. A Hippocratic oath, right? Look, if you want answers, you need to talk to him, not me. Tamara Jessup, April Knight, Michael Corbin. These people were under your care at NexCorp. Now they are all dead. So what now? Let me settle up and then we can discuss next steps. You know, blackmail is a federal offense, Dr. Reynolds. We can protect you. As I step to the register, I force myself to take a deep breath. And the number one rule of the con is not to let emotions interfere. Nah, never let them read you. That's a confidence game. But this time, it was personal. My brother was dead. And I almost cracked. I remember as I swiped the pain, my hand was shaking. Another piece of strawberry rhubarb pie to go, please. I paid a bill and waited for the guy to put my slice of pie in a to-go box. That was it. Later, I played back this recording and timed it out. Now, I was gone from the table for exactly three minutes and 37 seconds. When I came back to the table, she was gone. Her purse was lying on its side on the floor. Cosmetics and keys spilling out into the aisles. Her raincoat still there, draped over her now vacant chair. But she was gone. Ah, oh, shit, man. Shit. Then I saw it. Hey, what's this? What the... The message was written in lipstick on a white plate. Wait, what's this? Box. First line, box. Abby at NC. Next line, Abby at NC. Next line, ALG, followed by some other indecipherable markings. What the hell is this? Dr. Reynolds was trying to tell me something before she ran out of time. Oh, shit. The van. Oh, my. The van, the van, the van, the van. The gray van. Shit! Override, manual override.
Tomorrow's Monsters, starring John Boyega as Jack Locke, Darren Chris as Max Fuller, Marley Shelton as Cass Berkeley, Clark Gregg as Walter Fuller, Sa Ngauja as David Truesdale, Nicholas Tukoski as Finn Connolly, Claire Bronson as Dr. Abby Reynolds, David Chen as Michael Corbin, Suhaila Elatar as Jenna, Victor Rivera as Eddie Bender, Robert Pralgo as Agent Beatty, Steve Coulter as Senator Berkeley, Rhoda Griffiths as Rainey Webb, with additional performances by Helen Abel, Jason Williams, Michael Anthony, Robin Bloodworth, and Teresa Davis. Our first assistant director is Michael Monti. Our second assistant director is Sarah Klein. Sound and music by Ben Lovett. Additional sound design and editing by Benjamin Balcom, Justin Rabowski, and Mike Regan. Casting by Jessica Fox Thigpen. This episode features the song Through the Eyes from the album Mirages by Michelle Nobler. Our executive producers are Scott Sheldon, Shelby Thomas, Alexander Williams, and Matthew Frederick. Written by Dan Bush and Nicholas Tukoski. Created by Dan Bush and Connell Byrne. Directed by Dan Bush. Produced by Bo Flynn, Dan Bush, and John Boyega. Tomorrow's Monsters is a production of iHeartRadio, Flynn Picture Company, Psychopia Pictures, and Upper Room Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretz's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybretza.com.